What's up, what's up, what's up, my friends? Welcome. Get ready. Grab a snack and a bevy. It's time for you and I to have a chit-chat. Straight up facts. Tell it like it is. Laugh till you pee your pants. Cry, because you probably needed to. And I can't promise, and I'm not going to throw any F-bombs, but I can promise you'll feel a lot better after listening. It's time to get personal. One-on-one, down and dirty, and have a coffee talk. Buckle up. Let's go. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome. What up? Welcome to another edition of Finding Calm in the Chaos. This is Coffee Talk. And it's Saturday. I don't know what day it is because I record these ahead of time. <laughs> There's that. Um, so today, so listen, I've been doing the Coffee Talk and I've just been recording it um, on podcasts, but then filming myself also at the same time on YouTube. And then quite frankly... I'm really sure I like that. So I've decided that I am going to, and of course now I need March to do this um, because it takes a lot. Like I'm either, you know what it is? I'm too fussy about stuff. <laughs> I'm sure Mr. Sith would agree that I'm too fucking fussy. Uh, so this is what I want to do. I am going to come up with a separate coffee talk for YouTube. And I'll let you guys know when that blasts, of course. And if you want to know yourself, you can go to YouTube, Denise Sith, Finding Calm in the Chaos. Subscribe. Hit the bell for notifications. Um, If you're not, because I mean, I have 12,000 followers on Facebook and um, two, I don't know. I haven't looked, to be honest, but I had like 225 followers or subscribers on YouTube. That's not bad considering like, I don't do anything on it until recently. So I am going to try to do more and more and more. But again, I'm working out stuff too. So, you know, it's a matter of time. If you realized how much time these people spend putting stuff up on YouTube, uh, I just don't have that kind of time right now, to be honest with you. I got shit to do and I got a family to fucking run. And I mean, I guess I could make videos and everybody just fucking didn't eat. <laughs> Or we just, I never vacuumed again or didn't dust, which is virtually impossible with the puppy. Can I just fucking start before we do this? Um, I love our little buster, but let me explain something to you. He is a Newfoundland, a Newfoundland, Newfie, okay, whatevs, however you want to say it. Um, He's adorable, our little big guy. He is going to be, but only five months. He's five months now. I had to look at the date. I'm like, is he five months yet? Yeah, he is. So he's five months old, 53 and a half pounds, which is awesome. I've noticed that a lot of his siblings, his little litter mates on Instagram, we all follow each other. Uh, they all got like Instagram accounts. Uh, so does Buster, Buster.TheNewFee on IG. Um, he's an amazing social media manager. Huh. Might be me. Um, but he, um, he is, I think, only one litter mate is less weight than him, and it's a female, and she actually is right on target weight, as is he. There are a lot of other, most of his other little mates are kind of boasting that they're over 55, 58. Um, one of them is like, I think, 60 pounds. 
And quite frankly, um, that is too big for a Newfie puppy. Um, meaning that, you know, everyone's like, shut up, Denise, don't be puppy judging. Um, but it's important when you have a dog that is a certain breed and he is a jumbo breed. So he will weigh between, as a male, between 140 and 160 pounds. It's very important that as they're growing, their bones are so big that they cannot be overweight. Or what it does is it causes a lot of hip dysplasia. It causes bone issues, arthritis. It could cause heart problems. And although his breeder, you know, he is genetically, both of his parents are have clean bills of health from all that. You don't want to feed them into having those diseases. And so um, as a little doggy disclaimer there, just thought I'd say, uh, Buster is right on target with weight and, uh, he's doing really good. He's super active. Uh, but right now he's sleeping, thank God. And we hope he stays that way because he's been a little pain in the ass today. Um, he will literally just sit in my face, um, while I'm homeschooling or I was reading with Pete this morning and, uh, we're on the couch reading and he literally just sat in front of me and barked in my face for a good 30 minutes before I got up and was like, do you want to go outside? And he's like, uh, no. No, yeah, I just want to bark in your face, lady. And I'm like, okay then. So what the hell are we talking about today? Um, I will tell you what we're going to talk about today. Um, I am going to talk about something that I had a couple people, you know, ever, in case you didn't know, I am a new holistic nutritionist. Um, I did a bunch of stuff in the past. I have a medical background. I did nursing in the emergency room. Um, but I fell into holistic nutrition, uh, real holistic nutrition, not the kind you get like a certificate online. So I actually went to school and became a true holistic nutritionist overseas. Here's the deal. Um, there are a lot of people who claim that they're coaches online and they do all that. Um, I will tell you, it pisses me off beyond all belief that just because you sell an MLM product and you um, had a doctor or some uh, chiropractor give you guys a, you know, a Zoom for two hours, for two weeks, uh, doesn't make you a health coach. Drives me nuts. And um, there's a couple reasons behind that. And that's because number one, they're selling a product. I know I've been there, okay? This is why I was kind of always internally struggling with myself that I only would use products that worked or could give some sort of thing but I was never that person who would be like, yeah, that's probably not going to work for you. Oh, no, it's not. I want to try it, though. Yeah, I mean, you can if you want, but it's probably not going to work for you. Because we all want a instant relief here in America. And one of those things are is for food. Nutrition and food come hand in hand. And so this has kind of been like <laughs> grinding my gears is a... Uh, What's his face would say? I can't think of his name now. Oh my God, how horrible. Somebody shoot on in the comments somewhere grinding my gears. Oh my God, it's with Stewie. Family guy. Oh my God, I did it. Family guy. Woo! Um, I knew it would come back to me. Um, but a lot of people will always come to me and ask me to look at their ingredients of their product and ex then want to sell it to me. Uh, yeah, I'm well aware of that. So tactic of, of MLM. I don't need to know what it is. Um, I don't want your MLM product and I've sold them in the past, but right now 
I am using one MLM product and I'll be honest with you, it's not really doing what it claimed. And so I could be tired and save $120 a month. Just saying. Um, so I, and I, but I will try things. Like I'm not like a jerk. Like I do think you need to try something for a good two, two months, two months minimum. And uh, so I'm going into my second month and I'm trying a new tropic drink. And uh, yeah, so far, not impressed. Um, but one thing that people are always getting me on are greens. Do you know how you get greens, people? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you the truth here. Okay, ready? Ready? This is it. You eat them. Like, 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 I know people were, I honestly, some of you got a pen and paper. I swear to God, you probably did. Um, yeah, here, you don't need a green juice. Please stop with people. I had green juice this morning and I made, I put my greens in. Okay. You don't need a green juice. Hard truth. Sorry, not sorry. Any real nutritionist will tell you the same. Eat them. Those are nonsense. Oh my gosh. A lot of the compounds in greens that are isolated from food, right? And tested outside the human body. Let me rephrase this. They're tested outside the human body. Those studies provide no information regarding whether or not consuming the food in a human body would yield the same result, right? You want to know why? That is because this list is non-exhaustive. Yeah. Okay. So we don't know. No product can truly replace a full day of fruit and veggies. You still have to eat your produce, peeps. Okay. There should be no reason. We're going to talk about what kind of produce in a minute. Because I am really tired of people saying they don't eat stuff because they had it made wrong. Or Aunt Sylvia in sixth grade served them vinegar beets out of a can and now they can't eat beets. Well, I didn't ask you to eat them out of a can. Ew, I hate canned beets. Blech. But I love beets because they're fucking delicious. And they're so good for you. And there's so many varieties. We're actually growing beets this year. I'll tell you about us growing stuff in a little bit later. But anyway, so that's the deal, okay? Now, I'm going to give you a little more, more background about how these compounds and the greens, okay? They're isolated from food, okay? And then they're tested outside of the human body, Okay. Let's talk about digestion, okay? And this is all greens. I don't care what you're talking about. Skinny greens, what are they? Bloom, organic greens, AG1. Yeah, you don't need them. No one needs them. And you can say, oh, I got results. Nope, you wanted to see results. You're not getting them. And you can get the very same results for way cheaper by eating them. And I'm going to tell you how. I'm telling you, I'm just so tired of this greens discussion. I drink my greens. I'm not saying you can't add them to a smoothie if that's what you like. If you want a green smoothie, knock yourself out. But you do not need this. There's a whole industry built around this scam. I said it. I said it. It's a freaking scam. Okay, your digestion. Okay, so here's what's your digestion. All right. Hell, okay, I'm trying to like describe this like in the most layman terms possible. Okay, so active compounds in food are exposed to acidic conditions that can promote a chemical transformation. Right, our stomachs have acid in it. Okay, the transformed compound, right, 
might not have the activity of the original compound. Alternatively, okay, we're going to go to this transformed compound. This has been demonstrated, all right, can sometimes have greater activity than the original. What does that mean? It's going to give you the shits. Okay, I don't know how else to tell you. <laughs> okay, just get tight straight out. Okay, but they're isolated. Okay, and that's because these greens are not tested in humans. They are isolated, these greens, the compounds, from food and tested outside of the human body. But our human body, if we haven't learned this already, people, we are a exclusive and wondrous beings. Okay, and our body works just fine on itself. And it will gladly accept all of the greens and process them wonderfully with no side effects. If you eat them and stop drinking them out of a canister, okay? The compound, okay, we're going to talk, right? Digestion, okay? We're, we're telling them what they do. The active compounds in the food are exposed to acidic conditions that promote like chemical transformation. And then the transformed compounds might not have the activity of the original compound, Right? Just alternatively, the transformed compound, okay, and it has been demonstrated, can sometimes have greater activity than the original. So you're not just eating greens. Now you're eating like some crazy shit that your body doesn't know what to do with. That compound is then exposed to basic conditions, okay, for all the way from your gallbladder secretions to the small intestine. This can also trigger chemical transformation because our bodies do it for us. We don't need it pre-digested and sent into a, a powder to drink it. And then our body doesn't know what the fuck to do with it. Okay. Then your gut bacteria transforms the compound in many ways, right? It is unlikely at that time that enterocytes have a dedicated transporter for the compound. Thus, what does that mean? it means it's unclear how much of it's actually going to be absorbed. Now, there are absorption rates with tons of stuff. People talk about absorption and all this stuff. So they're not really talking about what your body means with respect to absorption rates, right? Cellular delivery. What is absorbed that is sent directly to the cells. Not what you're peeing out, not what you're pooing out, not what's being wasted, not what's sitting, because there's a lot of chemicals that just sit in the body because the, the body does not recognize it as food. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. Right? Okay. If the compound's absorbed, right, it's likely to be present in low concent concentrations in the bloodstream, right? I just told you. Absorption means that it is absorbed and sent through the bloodstreams to the cells. Okay? But there is an interference when you're taking all these fake greens. Okay? The compound then has to be absorbed by the cells, right? We just said that, which has the same problem as the enterocytes. And it's unlikely that this compound will make it inside the cell at sufficiently high concentrations enough to provide the purported activity, right? So you're, you're paying all this money for greens. You got it on subscription. And now you never have to eat a vegetable again. Wrong, wrong. We need to get out of this mentality. These are sales tactics. It's bogus. People are going to be real mad about this, right? Real mad. And I don't care. Um, it is very difficult to extract these uh, beneficial, they're called polyphenols, okay, from fruits and vegetables in a stable way. 
that will, re will reach effective health benefits in a human, okay? So these poly polyphenols are what we want, right? These beneficial ones, especially from greens. And we're not getting them in the full absorption rate that we can if we're chemically putting something through a chemical process and then expecting our bodies to recognize it as food instead of what it is. Chemicals. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Now, the healthy compounds are often bound to fibers, okay? Various parts of the whole food, right? Imagine eating an apple versus drinking an apple. Think about that, right? When you eat an apple, you get a totally different reaction than when you're drinking apple juice. It's not the same. I will tell you, an apple is when you're eating an apple, chewing it, a physical apple, it's going to clean your teeth. It's going to clean. It's good for your gum line. Okay. An apple a day keeps the doctor away. Probably not if you're eating a GMO apple. I'm just saying. You know what I'm saying? Um, but there are benefits to this. And your body will process it and break it down, the organic product of the apple. Now, when you're drinking apple juice, what's going to happen? Number one, if you didn't juice it yourself, which I'm going with that, the percentage of viewers that are actually juicing their stuff is going to be pretty slim to low, that you're buying apple juice. So basically what you're eating is a bunch of chemicals with water, sugar, and high fructose corn syrup and probably dyes to make it look more apple-y. I'm not joking. And so your body is going to drink that. And I'm going to tell you 100% what's going to happen. You're going to pee or get the shits. Just saying. Um, so, and, and that's because you're, lo you're losing the healthy fibers. Okay. And these are not things that I'm making up. Okay. There are people... Um, Professionals in the space uh, within holistic nutrition, with nutrition, including Harvard biochemistry professors and leaders in bioactive manufacturing. It is pretty, pretty easy to, to, to know that you cannot drink your greens. Now, here's the thing with that, okay? Not only can you not drink your greens, okay? You can't drink your vitamins. Sorry, not sorry. There are certain vitamins that you can, I'm not saying don't take vitamins, okay? I'm really big on supplementation. I literally control my autoimmune with supplementation. But one of the things that um, is super important is people have fallen back on supplement, the supplement world in itself, as the only thing to do. And so in exchange, they could go out and eat shit. And, and this is emphatically wrong. Now, let me explain to you about greens, Okay. If I see somebody posting, I listen, this is my biggest pet peeve online. People who say they're eating well and it's fucking garbage, okay? Our body wants to be nourished with calories, okay? And don't tell me you count calories, that's bullshit too. It wants to be nourished with calories that come from organic things, okay? grown from the ground, grown on a tree, uh, coming from an animal, coming not from an animal if you're a vegan, plants, whatever, okay? That's a whole nother story because I'm going to really make people right now with mad with this statement. There are people who are vegan for personal reasons, for animal, you know, kindness and all of that, okay? We need animal protein 
to live healthy. Okay? I'm going to be honest with you. I have not yet seen a vegan who looks fucking healthy. I said it. I said it and I'm not sorry. And if you are a vegan, 100%, don't tell me you eat jello and then you don't know gelatin has bones in it. Girl, I know that's a true story, okay? Somebody lecturing me about being vegan and then she's eating jello and I'm just like, no, she doesn't know. Like, she doesn't know she's eating jello and not just like vegan jello, like she made it herself. No, she was eating jello, J E L L O, okay? And I'm like, um, do you know where they get gelatin? And she's like, I'm so done talking to you. Um, and I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to eat this salad with the smoked salmon and just continue watching you eat that bone marrow and all that collagen um, from animals. But whatever. Um, some people don't know that. So if you didn't know, gelatin comes from bones. There you go. I said it. But um what was I going with this? I went on the thing because it was the funniest ass story. We did wind up telling her, me and a bunch of other friends, and she was mortified and threw up for like the next half an hour. Um, if you are a healthy vegan, uh, let's talk. Because I, I can tell you there's stuff going on. Period. Just saying. Um, again, lost my tree. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm like laughing my ass off at my neighbor across the street who's trying to bring in all her groceries in one trip like I do, except she's like um, three feet smaller than I am. And I'm like, whoopsie. She could barely carry him. Good. She's getting it. She's getting it. She's in. She's in. Woo. Hilarious. I don't know. So um, let's go on to... Uh, I'll, I'll focus again and we'll talk about what you need to do or what you should be doing if you want the full absorption and nutritional value of greens. Okay, people, um, we want to eat greens. Now, here's the thing. Please stop eating iceberg lettuce. It's really good for nothing but decoration. I'm not going to lie. It has zero nutritional calorie uh, value in it. Um, everyone's like, but it has no calories or it's really low in calories it's all water okay great then drink water right drink water and you should be doing that anyway drink water in fact you should be drinking half of your body weight in ounces of water every day um i do and yeah i pee a lot because i'm a big girl just saying um greens greens are good for you so this year we're doing a garden and so that's because for lack of all of these uh, conspiracy theories aside, uh, we're having a hard time getting some shit. And so rather than deal with it and buy sub substandard food that's rotting, uh, even non-GMO organic high quality stuff that I can get even in the good stores um, is rotting within two days. And that leads me to believe, because I have zero, zero trust in our government food um choices uh they have some pretty sketchy sketchy things uh choices they make for our food is that you know we're gonna grow our own this year so we're really focusing on greens this year and things that we grew so last year we did a garden but in all honesty it was a poop show because number one Mr. Sith came up with this idea in Boy Scouts and then they brought home like a shit ton of seeds that had sprouted and, um, and then I continued to sprout them because, you know, I hate plants. So naturally I have a green thumb when it comes to them. And I'm like, fabulous. Although I want to grow flowers. 
I can't grow flowers to save my life. I planted a lilac tree last year, a little bush. It's literally like maybe 15 inches high right now. I thought it was going to die over the winter for sure because here in the Midwest, I have one grown for a variety for this area, the zoning, but I didn't want it to die. But that's kind of make or breaks. What makes or breaks the plant, I guess, is its first winter. And so it, obviously we're in winter, but it's budding. And I'm like, is this good or is this bad? But it's good. So that means it survived the winter. It survived Buster peeing on it, and it, which might have been fertilizer. There you go. Um, and it survived um, all the other animals that haven't ate it. Because last year when we planted our garden, we planted an, a, an obnoxious amount of beans and peas. And the fucking rabbits ate them roots and all. I'm sorry. I cannot stand fucking rabbits. And we have so many of them. Let me explain to you. Yeah, they're really super cute, but let me explain what they do. First, they shit all over my yard and we have to pick it up. Number two, I don't know why they're still in my yard because she has killed several of them since we've been here. 2017, we bought our house. So, <clears throat> you know, do the math. And these little fuckers are still living outside and eating my shit. I cannot grow flowers. We had daffodils that were planted by the previous owner and apparently they're annuals. I don't know. There's perennials and annuals. I think annuals come up every year, right? That's why they're called annuals. I don't know. Shows you how much I know about farming or, or planting or gardening. But um, so, yeah, so we have this, I don't know, this, this whole area around our deck. I've tried to grow hydrangeas. That went nowhere. First, because the first big ass uh, nursery sold me, and I mean, literally, they're like five minutes from my house, and they sold me the wrong kind of hydrangea. So it died. Now I just have leaves that grow up from the ground. There's no flowers. We've tried everything. So that's it. So I think I'm going to pull it this year. Um, number two, the previous owners put a deck without weed proofing the ground right around the huge red maple in the middle of our yard. So what does that mean, Denise? That means that um, they put up their own deck and put it up without the proper spacing. So I have tiny little helicopters that get stuck and those tiny little red things that fall off the tree first. I call them the little red branches. And uh, they're beautiful trees, but they're a pain in the ass in the spring. And so I have little tiny maples growing under my deck and then they grow up through the deck and they're like, just, you can't pull them out because you can't get to them. It's just a poop show in my yard. It's beautiful to look at, but I will tell you people, it is hard to maintain. I have somebody doing the front yard now because I just don't have the will or the capacity and I didn't want to be the yard that looked like crap on the block. So I just hired somebody to come and do that every summer. Now they're going to be doing that. But the backyard we are having to maintain ourselves. Number one, Mr. Sith sucks at this. I'm not going to lie. And he's editing this. You know you are. I'm just saying, Carl. Love you, but you know you suck at it. Um, he always has this half-assed attempt to pick up leaves, but then he leaves them in piles for like three weeks and he kills the fucking grass underneath it. So I have huge mud spots all over. Now, where are the mud spots? all around where we walk in front of the plaything, 
in front of the deck stairs, in front of the pool stairs, next to the pool stairs, on the way to the shed where I get the pool equipment. It's just a pain in my ass right now, people, okay? So I that needs to be worked on. Like, I don't want to, I want, I don't want to plant sod, but I, I want to plant sod, but I don't want to plant sod because it's too expensive. So we, I guess he found some seed, or this is another like Mr. Sith project that's going to go nowhere because I have temporary fencing for the fence that the neighbor burned down in 2018 that was never replaced because we all we did was fight between insurance companies that went nowhere and state farm we had state farm at the time sorry not sorry i'm calling them out they suck ass um we never had that claim paid they literally just blew us off and the saddest part is the agent we were using at the time was a friend of mine yeah it got nowhere so we left them and went to farmers who has been amazing but obviously they're not going to pay for a claim that state farm should have paid or you know the neighbors you know he's going to come he's got to have what's coming to him i firmly believe in karma what comes around goes around so needless to say i have pieces of my back fence and we have a pretty big lot so one fence on the side of our lot is fine the one on the other side is belongs backs up to our neighbors so like there's a cul-de-sac next to us so it is round. So we have two fences on one side of us that are the backs of my other neighbors in the cul-de-sac. And then our one on the other end, which is next to us, but she's pretty, I mean, we have nice spacing between our houses. So it's kind of nice. I don't see anybody when I'm in my yard because we have those arboree trees. I call them pencil trees all around our yacht. So I don't see anybody unless I'm standing on a deck and I'm looking for them. Um, bonus. And then, um, we have, uh, what else is going on? I'm pretty sure everybody just heard that, but in the event that you didn't, I'm just going to let it go. <laughs> you don't want to know what just happened. Um, but then we had, um, so, so there's, we have temporary fencing that I wanted up so the dogs could run around. Mr. Sith, that's sitting in my garage. I have deck skirting that needs to go around because we have animals that keep crawling under our deck and it drives my little dog, Shika, nuts, okay? Because she's a hunter, right? A Shiba Inu. So all she wants to do is get under there and she does get under there and then she gets caught. It, her leash gets caught up. So I'm like, why can't we just like let them run wild, right? So I have deck skirting in boxes that needs to go up. Um, what else? I have tons of projects that Mr. Sith just ignores. And so the most recent one is now we have decided that we are doing a garden again this year. It's going to be a little more organized and we're only going to have one zucchini plant. Word, word, praise Jesus, because I'm done with, excuse me, excuse me. I'm talking live here. Oh my goodness gracious. I'm so sorry. All of a sudden he took his headphones off and the TV's blasting. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Who told you you could turn the TV on when I'm recording a podcast? I'm sorry. He does this all the time. I just know that I don't even care anymore because I've just come to the terms that Peter and Carl want to be internet famous, but they don't really know what entails getting there. Eh, there's that, right? Anyway, um, so we've decided that we're going to put up and repair the fence that's burned in the back and then the front fences that face the street in front of our house. There's like, we have one on each side of the house um, because they're pretty much 
balancing up against a pole that we put up. <laughs> and so uh, the difference is, is that if we put them up ourselves, it's going to cost like $3,000, $4,000. If we put, if we hire somebody to do it, well, number one, we're having to wait because people are having trouble finding labor and still, and number two, it's going to cost like $18,000. I mean, that's pretty much a no brainer. I'm like, um, I don't know if I'll be able to put shoes on yet, but I'll put a pair of flip-flops on and I'll go back there. I'll help. Sure. <laughs> we have save, I could save $14,000. I'm all in Mr. Sith all in. So that's like the newest project plus the garden. So sorry, I sidetracked, but it's coffee talk. That's what I do. Know what I'm saying? Peeps, I need a drink. Anyway, so, um, gardening so we're we've decided definitely we have two beds raised beds and then we also have um we're gonna get trellises this year so i'm only using stuff that i'm gonna use all the time that i'm finding that i'm buying all the time and it's going bad number one spinach we eat so much spinach in this house i eat it in the morning with my eggs i like it in coconut oil like put a little coconut oil in there with some uh Sesame seeds. I know it sounds crazy, but I love it. Some, just some little sauteed greens, just till they wilt with a little sesame seeds, a little pink salt, a little pepper. Yummer. Um, Brussels sprouts. We eat those like they're, like they're in, you can't, if you buy them, you have to cook them the day you buy them. Broccoli. We can't even find that fresh. It's all frozen and we hate frozen vegetables. Nobody will eat them in my house. They're gross. Um, it's a for peas. Like we'll eat frozen peas because they're usually flash frozen, but we'll only buy the steam bags. And then it's this bougie company I buy. So like one little bag, which is like one serving for all of us in our house here will cost me like $7. Yeah, that's no okay. I'm just going to buy corn at the farm uh, behind us. So we're doing broccoli, Brussels sprouts, spinach. And then um, we're getting trellises this year and we're going to put one zucchini. <laughs> I'm done with zucchini. It's a different kind of zucchini. Um, I We bought seeds that um, came from a family-owned farm that seed non-GMO heirloom seeds only. So most of these seeds come from like Italian uh, seeding. I don't know how that works, how that Italian lineage. I don't know. But so we're going to have um, the, I'm trying to go like by the little picture that we mocked out for our backyard. And we have all the dates of when we start growing them indoors versus outdoors, that kind of stuff. So it'll be, yeah, the zucchini. And then we're doing uh, the uh, green beans, the hanging beans. I don't know whether it's uh, bush beans, I guess. But they're the long, beautiful ones that have like the purple striations on them. They're so good to just eat right out of the, the little pod. And then we're going to do uh, Dakota Rose watermelon. Pete loves his melons. And then we're going to do winter squash. So Mr. Sith loves a winter squash because he's Slovakian. They make this like dill winter squash sauce. And then we're also going to do a row of Cipollini onions. I Actually, we just planted those this weekend. Uh, or I don't know. What do you say? We didn't plant them. We put the seeds in and, you know, we have them in the little germinator in the window. Uh, and then I'm going to be doing beets and we're going to be doing the beets. Like I said, beets are wonderful. They, we bought the ones that are, um, red and pink striped. 
So when you open them up, it looks like a bullseye, red and uh, pink and white. It, they're beautiful. And they're so sweet. They, they're wonderful to juice. And they're even better baked. Uh, we'll talk about what we can do with all these fruits and vegetables in a second. And then we also, I'm doing Melrose Park peppers because, um, hello, I grew up in Melrose Park. I need some Melrose Park peppers. If you have never had Melrose Park peppers, you don't even, all you have to do is wash them, some olive oil with garlic and some salt and pepper and saute those whole. You don't have to cut them. You don't have to deseed them. They're delicious. They're a very thin-walled pepper, but they're wonderful. Um, do a side of uh, Italian sausage or grill something and put them on the side. They're delicious. And then we're doing jalapenos because I can eat those all day, every day. And I pickle them and I do all sorts of stuff. I can eat peppers all day. I love hot. I love spicy hot. And we're also doing cherry tomatoes this year because our big uh, tomatoes were kind of a, a, a blast, a, a bust last year. Not a blast. They were a bust. They did blast as well. I felt like they blasted apart. All of our tomatoes like split and did weird stuff. And some of them were okay. People were telling me, people who garden regularly were like, you can eat those. And I'm like, yeah, I'll eat this one, but not this one, you know. So I felt like we wasted a lot of food. Um, I gave them to my friends to feed their chickens and stuff like that. Um, same with the zucchini and uh, and basil. Because I'm sorry, I love me some pesto and we make basil with everything. I put it in... I put it in drinks. I put it in like, like not alcohol drinks, but I got my tea and put in like fresh basil. Um, it's like if you do like a sweet tea and throw in some basil, I know people normally put in like what? Uh, mint. We have mint that grows. Uh, I actually tossed, a, we put a couple mint plants by this tree around the deck, this huge maple. Nothing will grow under it because it's root bound. So there's hardly any dirt. And it's just... It, you can't really dig into it to bury everything. So we just toss some mint down there and every year it's been coming up thicker and thicker. So it's now we have all these like tall, they're literally like almost waist high mint and it's all mint leaves. You can grab them and eat them, do whatever. But um, it's kind of cool that that worked. We can't get anything else to grow there. So I'll take the wild mint and I am going to grow dill this year, but I'm going to put it in a pot because if anybody knows dill, it's like a weed. You can throw a pack of seeds in the back of your yard and you could literally have grill, uh, dill grass in like a year um, and just mow it down. Like it's so, it's so invasive. And so I want to keep it in the pot and that, what else are we, oh, and I'm doing marigolds. I'm going to attempt to plant those in the front because we have this like space that's just, it's just dirt. So I'm going to attempt to do marigolds because apparently rabbits don't like them. We'll see. And then I'm also going to do calendula, but I'm going to do that calendula. I'm going to do that in the back. And I've got the strawberry blonde because number one, it's edible. So you could use it in salads or you know what I'm saying? Put it in your drinks, your tea. You could also make tea from it, right? It's medicinal. So you can make tea, dry them out. Um, and they look pretty. You can also cut them and use them for flowers. So kind of got like a multi-purpose flowers. You can also eat marigolds. Um, you can put them in salad as well, but um, calendula actually tastes good. So there's that there. And just in case you know, some edible flowers. Now, what are you going to do with your greens? Okay. So first off broccoli. And if you, I'm not really understanding. This is why we don't like frozen broccoli because it's mushy. It's overcooked already. 
So even if you cook it at the time that the package tells you, it's overcooked. And it really tastes like crap. And in all honesty, if you get frozen broccoli, I will tell you, you probably get like five florets and the rest of them is all going to be trim stem. Can you eat the stem? Absolutely. All you got to do is trim it. And, you know, basically you would cut the stem off and then you would cut the leaf, the, the, the woody part off on the outside, right? Like trim it like uh, almost like cutting its tr the, the, the tree trunk off, like the bark, and then cut it in pieces. And it's nice and tender. And it's, it's delicious, but you know, when you want broccoli, you want a tree, right? So broccoli is best served steamed. And I actually don't use any water. I know this is crazy. Um, I know I'm very anti-MLM in my current spot in life, but I do love some MLM companies who are not, I, I tend to be anti-MLM more with um, supplement, like health MLM, but Epicure um, has, uh, this amazing steamer that is, uh, what am I looking for? What is it made of? It's like purple. My God, I hate that. I cannot remember stuff. Um, but it's, it's like that rubber material. I can't think of it. Silicon. So it's silicon. Oh my goodness gracious me. Uh, it's silicon. And I literally, it has like a little, uh, stand that you put in it. That's also silicon. And, um, I just put in the fresh broccoli cut on top in big pieces, right? And then I just put the steamer on and I cook it for three minutes in the microwave. And I, I don't want to hear about, if you want to cook it not in the microwave, be my guess. It's just to me, that's more work. Um, and you got to cut and give and take where you want. But I understand some people don't like a microwave. We don't use it as often as most people do. I use it in certain situations. Like we don't make microwaves, popcorn and all that because the bags have a bunch of chemicals in them um, that leach into the food. So we do the microwave. So it, that's another conversation for another day. Um, and it will come out perfect. It's cooked, it's hot, but it is stiff. I like to say firm, it's firm to the bite. Um, and that's the way it should be. A little pink salt. Sometimes people will put uh, a little drizzle of a balsamic or something. I don't even think that's necessary. I think a little pink salt. My husband doesn't even care about the pink salt. He just eats it like it is, Mr. Sith. Brussels sprouts, best baked. Trim them, cut them in half, toss them in olive oil, salt, pepper, whatever herbs you're going to use, uh, preferably dry if you're going to bake them. Bake them at 375 until uh, they are caramelized and crispy on the outside and they'll be cooked on, the, oh, they're wonderful. You'll never, and the little tiny leaves that curl up and get crispy, they're the best. I also serve Brussels sprouts with a balsamic. Um, beets, all right? Beets are not a green, but they're a food that people stay away from for whatever reason because of the big stigma behind vinegar beets in a can. But if you clean a beet and you don't have to peel them right away, okay, I trim the edges and I, and I clean them with a brush, dry them, coat, give them a little sprinkle of olive oil or whatever you want to use. Coconut oil works as well as well, but olive oil is going to give it a better taste. Um, and a little salt, that's it. You're going to literally wrap them, uh, on a tin foil, like put foil over them or cover them on a pan and put them in the oven and probably for about 45 minutes at 350. It depends on your oven. That's what works for mine, give or take. When you take them out, 
Um, they shouldn't shrink up too much, but when you cut them, you can slice them. When they get cool, they'll peel better. When they cool down, they'll peel better once they're cooked. But if you slice that and you make a salad, so you make a spinach arugula salad, arugula is very nutty. Oh, it's so good. Maybe a little frise. It's hard to find frise uh, lettuce for me. It's one of my favorite lettuces to put in a mixed salad. Um, and I do very thinly sliced red onion. It has to be red because you want that sharpness and almost that pepper taste from it. And uh, the beets on top with a little more olive oil, some balsamic, and then put some goat cheese over the top. You can use some uh, herbed goat cheese. You will never find a better salad. And beets are amazing when they're baked that way. And that's how you could serve them next to steak, however you want. But they're absolutely delicious. They sweeten, they caramelize, and they're absolutely delicious. Uh, what am I saying? Broccoli, went through that. Tomatoes, zucchini. I, you know what? You could do anything with zucchini. Uh, people, are like, if you have an air fryer, you could pretty much do anything with zucchini. Um, I use obviously zucchini muffins. I also put um, zucchini, I shred it after last year. We had so much zucchini with like four plants. I don't know what the hell Mr. Sith was thinking about. Um, uh, clearly not farmers knowing how to, you know, what's going to be uh, coming from the production of our crops. We do this year, we learned, but I had so much, I was wound up just shredding it, like grating it all. And then squeezing all of the liquid out after it sat on the counter, get, you know, let it sit in a strainer, get some liquid out, squeeze the rest of it, measure it in two cup bags and in little Ziploc bags and then pat them down low, take the air out of them. You freeze them that way on top of each other. They won't take up so much room, but two cups is usually what you need in a recipe for zucchini muffins. Um, you can make chocolate zucchini. You can make chocolate chocolate uh, chip zucchini. I have made like strawberry zucchini. People don't even know. You can also take that shredded zucchini and put it in macaroni and cheese. You can put it in mashed potatoes. You could put it in pasta sauce if you make your own pasta sauce. And if you're not, but you're not using expensive, um, not expensive, but if you're not using a high end, which is usually comes with price, right? Like rau. Um, or some of the um, specialty market sauces, uh, not like ragu, you know what I'm saying? Um, you got to look, they're all filled with sugar, guys. Uh, you can make your own sauce very quick, literally 20 minutes. You want to know how? Send me a message. Uh, San Marzano, you don't need to add sugar. But if you add, that's how you can incorporate vegetables for your kids. Juicing incorporates vegetables for your kids. Let them get involved. Make rainbow juices. How many colors can you get in your cup? Because if you put the vegetables in one by one in the juicers, especially if you have a centrifuge, you're going to get different colors and layers. Then they can mix it up later, right? But it, it, it turns into a huge game. We're actually going to have, I planned with one of Peter's friends, a juicing party because they want to incorporate it into one of their younger ones. Um, and we thought it would be fun to have the, you know, everybody over for a play date and we'll have a juicing party. Like how fun is that? Um, what else? Oh, the watermelon, obviously any kind of fruits good for you. Just make sure you're washing your fruit. If you don't know how to wash your fruit, just put it in, especially berries, uh, strawberries, raspberries, blueberries, uh, blackberries, if you soak them in cold, cold iced water with baking soda, you will get them, you'll get more life out of them. And I store mine with a, I dry them off completely. 
I, yes, sometimes you have to take them piece by piece, which sucks when you have blueberries. But, you know, hey, if I can get, you know, twice the amount of time out of fresh blueberries than I do out of ones that, you know, you just kept in the container from the store, that's a plus right there, right? But I put them in mason jars and I add a paper towel in it to get the moisture out of it. And every now and then, if you feel or you, you know, you grab some blueberries or some strawberries and you see that there's a paper towel that's damp, just take it out and replace it with a new paper towel and just fold it up and stick it down in the corner like a wick. Um, and our squash. Squash is amazing uh, baked. And I feel like the less you do with squash, the better. And that includes it all. Acorn, spaghetti, winter, all of it. Just cut it in half seed it. You can even make seeds if you want. I love pumpkin seeds, squash seeds, all of them. I love them. And all you have to do is scoop out the seeds and then just literally salt, pepper, uh, basil, whatever you want to, you know, season with. Season, please. Season, season, season. It brings out the flavor in foods. If you're not sure what seasoning to use, again, message me. We'll come up with some stuff, man. But at least salt and pepper. Little olive oil. I hate when people put brown sugar all over it. I don't understand that. You're going to put brown sugar over something you're baking. You don't need to put something on. I'm, I'm telling you this is where this came from. Our grandmas or great grandmas came up with the idea that if you put a tiny little sprinkling of brown sugar on it, it would caramelize and make it darker. Well, guess what, peeps? If you put some olive oil on it and you cook it cut side down right? Meaning the round part of the melon when you cut it in half is facing upward. It's flat on your rack. That will caramelize in itself with just olive oil, salt, and pepper, okay? And then when you bring it out, you can add more stuff. You can add butter. You can add your butter with brown sugar. But please don't bake it with that on there and try it without all the sugar, you know? Try new things. Go to the once a week, take your kids, take you. Sometimes adults need this, okay? Take yourself to the store, sit in the produce department, and pick one thing to eat a week that's going to be different. And you're going to try it. You're going to try it raw, if it can be eaten raw, okay? Because most things can be, okay? And then you're going to try it cooked the right way. Don't boil your vegetables. Don't overcook your vegetables, they're not supposed to be soft and wilty. You know what I'm saying? Like there's nothing worse to me. It's sort of like, I always tell people, wilted vegetables are like bread to me. Now I can't eat just any bread, okay? Cause I'm celiac. So I eat all the gluten-free breads and I have to, I'm a bread snob. So I have to buy certain kinds of gluten-free bread, which then means I'm paying a ridiculous amount of money for it. But that said, I can have bread, right? But when I could eat bread, I still had a bread test on whether or not I would eat it. If you open a, 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 a bread loaf, like Wonder, okay, I'm going to put that out there. And I know there's another kind, but I can't think of it now. It was the one with the blue plaid. I forget what it's called. Anyway, because it's been, I literally, it's been 20 plus, maybe 30 years that I've had white bread that you buy from a store. And you put a, take a slice out and roll it in your hand up into a ball. Squeeze it. Squeeze it. You know you can, right? If it does that, don't fucking eat it. Please don't. That's nasty. And bread does not do that. You know what does that? Chemicals. 
chemicals and preservatives. And let me tell you, I'm going to, I'm going to get to the point on, and then we'll wrap it up today because this went long, but it's really important that people understand how important food is, especially your greens, but everything overall that you're consuming in your body. Now, if you take a good loaf of bread and you do that, it should crumble apart. I kid you not. Like it'll crumble a nice whole wheat, multi-grain, multi-seed. I love the multi-seed breads. Yum. Okay. Because they don't have all the binders and preservatives in it. If you take a bite of your bread and it's in stuck in your teeth in on the palate of the top, roof of your mouth, please stop eating that. If you're if you think your idea of eating healthy is a iceberg salad with some lunch meat on the side and some cottage cheese, please stop. Lunch meat, deli meat is horrible for you. It's notoriously filled with nitrates uh, and and all sorts of uh, nitrites, nitrates, horrible, horrible things that can cause cancer. And we eat this stuff like it's no big deal. Overall, what you should be eating is stuff that comes from the earth that's at its wholest source possible. The less ingredients, the better. My rule of thumb is 12 ingredients or less. If you if it can get it right out of the ground, even better. If you can do a direct source of where you're, you know, I have bacon and I bought the pig from my niece who owns a pig farm. Okay? That's good bacon. Because I'm sending it to get processed to be smoked, nitrate-free, chemical-free, okay, the proper way. And so that's great. It doesn't have all these preservatives in it. It's not needed. I have it all frozen, and I pick it up from the butcher, the meat processor, right? That's good meat, you know? If you're making your own salami, or you're getting an Italian or Spanish salami, you know, one from Spain, I mean, the salamis and the the prosciuttos and that, you know, yaman, that kind of stuff. Haman, haman, I don't know how you say it, but like, and they have these amazing like hams in Portugal that are like prosciutto and in Spain. Those are delicious because they're made, right? The simplest ways they're processed, the better. So the more chemicals that are listed on your food ingredient, especially dyes, preservatives, sugars hidden with several I think there's almost 13 different names that sugar is hidden under now. All of that is stuff your body does not recognize organically. Therefore, it does not process correctly. Your body doesn't know what to do with it. Therefore, it sits. And then what happens? People have allergic reactions. Some children have behavioral issues as a result of it. Asthma, eczema, autoimmune, okay? And that can lead up to cardiac issues, lung issues, because asthma over time is going to lead to some serious future pulmonary disorders and diseases. And so the fewer the ingredients, the better, and you must be able to say them all. Your body will process so well and you'll feel amazing when your body is able to take all of these natural and organically grown and derived foods, not Oreos, and they're going to process them and get the most out of it. You don't need powdered greens, okay? Especially powdered greens that aren't even processed to work like our human body. We have no proof that any of that actually works. But you know what does work? 
eating broccoli, eating spinach, eating Brussels sprouts. Pick another green, right? There's spinach, endive, bok choy, you know, all the different lettuces that are out there besides iceberg lettuce. All of that stuff is available. If I had a dollar every time somebody rolled their eyes and were like, Denise, what did you eat for lunch today? I had some dolmas. What? Literally, grape leaves in lemon juice, right? With a little olive oil with rice inside. Love it. There's some greens right there. Grape leaves have huge, huge green qualities in them. Because the darker the green, the rule of thumb is, okay, the darker the green, the better the green, okay? So that's why spinach has more than endive, because it's a lighter green, you know, broccoli has more than Brussels sprouts, that kind of thing. So hope that helped you. We went wait a little late a little bit today, but I felt like very informative and then, you know, all my side, all my side steps. But that's all we have for Coffee Talk today. And next time, hopefully, I'll have one up sooner uh, as a surprise on YouTube. So go subscribe, hit the bell for um, notifications that that video goes up. And until then, lead with kindness. my friends. I am very appreciative for you taking time in your day to listen to this special edition of Coffee Talk. Don't miss out on the next episodes of Finding Calm in the Chaos. Hit the subscribe button. That ensures you don't miss an episode and let you know when we're having the next Coffee Talk. Until next time, lead with kindness.